0: previously on Diceweave. The vibration of you, your body, slamming into this radiates over to this other door, and it just pops. You enter the offices of the Casaloma estate, and it's mirrored. There's a flash of light across the room, and your phone rings.
1: I think we should get away from here.
2: I'm so sorry, ma'am. Hello?
0: I'm Director Isabel Piper. I I can give you the Nexus frequencies, but the nature of the Nexus is unstable and quantum. It It bounces around.
3: Is there any way to draw the Nexus to us so that we can utilize it for any amount of time?
0: It seems to be attracted to translation.
3: Okay. So, who is going to make the call, and who is going to attempt translation long enough to distract this nexus?
2: Well, I think it's a relevant question then to ask who's translated before, because I think we do know a definitive answer of no.
4: Did, Did being melted count? Felt like that should have counted. Translated into something. Mostly goo.
3: Oh, sweetheart. That was, uh... An experience that we'll have to debrief later, hopefully. Colin, I believe you have experience.
1: I do. I have translated many times.
2: I've got a decent chunk of them under my belt as well. As have I. Which of us is the
3: most likely to be able to communicate information quickly and efficiently on a telephone, and also not be interpreted as, uh, I don't know, committing some kind of prank against leadership? Nav looks directly at Colin.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose I could just write up a text message, and then when the signal comes in, send it.
3: That does seem more efficient.
0: Isabel is like, a text message? What? What? What is that?
1: Long story. Um, basically, you can send text wirelessly between... These little devices.
4: It's like a letter, but it travels at the speed of light and there's no letter.
3: That was it's a modern telegram.
2: It's a fax through the air?
1: <laughs> That's so useful.
2: Incredibly. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool.
1: Except with screens and no paper.
2: S- Stop it. You're complicating it.
3: Also, there's this deeply intriguing feature. Nav pulls out her phone and pulls out emojis and shows them to Isabel. <laughs>
2: Oh, God damn it. Please don't. That's going to take us all day to explain.
0: Show them the one with the dog. I like that one. Oh, my. <laughs> Isabel takes a look at the emojis and kind of cocks her head. And she has generally been kind of kind of meek in your interactions with her. But in seeing it, she kind of peers over her glasses a, a, a little bit more and look, kind of cocks her head and is like, you, you you can spend you can send little pictures to communicate emotion. Is that yes? Is I that find the... them
3: extremely helpful as indicators for tone in text communication. Arguably more effective than actual human facial expressions.
0: That is a that is a fascinating d- d- development.
1: A lot of communication in your future is done by a kind of digital shorthand.
0: That would definitely ma- make memos a bit uh, more efficient.
2: Can we please continue with the plan? Yeah, focus up, guys. come on, come on. we got we're trying to get out of here. That is our current objective
0: right, right we uh, We should stabilize the neck before it it breaks anything else.
3: Well, it seems as though Colin has the cell phone and should be therefore the one making the communication directly with headquarters. Bell, Sounds good to me. You seem yeah. competent at more physical activities, and I feel as though the primary physical dangers will be around here. And if I fail at translating, you are better suited to protect everyone than me. Therefore, I will attempt the translation and risk my own well-being for the sake of the group.
2: It's certainly a way to phrase it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. Okay. Nav uh,
3: walks directly in the direction of whatever. They were, wherever we last saw the Nexus, I guess.
0: The Nexus, you saw it mostly flickering around outside in the, um, the mirror office.
3: Nav goes to the room. And uh, I don't know mechanically how this works or
0: if there's anything I need
3: to say other than attempts translation to the standard realm.
0: Okay. So. I'll do a brief skim of how translation works. Basically, when you try attempt to translate to another recursion, you enter a trance um, where you kind of can't be doing anything else. And you start to like visualize the recursion that you're attempting to go to. It is easier to do the more people are doing it. Translation trances at a baseline when it's just one person doing it, initiating it's called takes four hours to uh, even attempt there. There's a role involved, but to like do a complete trance, it takes four hours. If someone is helping with that, hastening it specifically, that gets cut to two hours. And if a spinner specifically hastens, it is reduced to 10 minutes of a trance.
3: Well, then I believe we should give the phone to bell and allow (laughs) Colin here to aid
1: with the translation efforts I do have hasten translation and I am a spinner
0: Yeah
2: Uh, Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense We also have
0: uh, Pete here uh, with his hands empty
2: Let's assume we would know this
3: Yes, you would Uh, And I would have not just wandered off until I expressed this (laughs) Pete doesn't know how to do shit though
0: (laughs) He knows how to work a phone
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not what I meant True enough
0: So, yeah, basically, to have a rapid trance of the kind that would likely kind of get its attention or whatever, it's going to be a two-person job. And uh, the spinner of your group being Thulis, Colin Thulis, is probably uh, the one to hasten and with someone initiating. Uh, You, as a paradox, are best at the actual at initiating.
3: Well, then we picked the correct people regardless. (laughs) Colin, give your phone to Belle. Pete, make sure Belle can send a text message.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Belle's gonna start uh, typing it out and just kind of like, uh, just like, alrighty guys. Uh, what do we wanna? What do we wanna? Oh boy, what do we wanna do for this? How are we gonna? How are we gonna phrase this? <laughs> Got to make sure we get across it's urgent. And-
1: we don't wanna sound too forceful, but we do wanna make sure we get the urgency across.
2: Exactly, but also, we don't want to come across as, like, desperate, because then, like, you know it's always awkward when it comes across as desperate, you know?
3: Pete, you are a writer, correct? Yes. Please draft the message. This seems to be outside of the realm of their standard work.
1: Should we start with, like, a hey, or is that too casual?
2: I think that it's a little too familiar. Nav takes the phone and gives it to Pete.
4: Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, I guess, for starters, what are the odds that, like, my boss is, like, actually her kid? Like, it just seems like a thing that would happen, you know? Or, you know, uh, went into mysterious...
3: Nev takes the phone back (laughs) (laughs) and writes, SOS, and then frequencies, and then the numbers that they need to be in there, and says, please send aid immediately, and then... Hands the phone back to Belle.
1: <laughs> okay, that worked.
3: And then sits down to go into a trance.
2: Actually, she lies flat on her back.
4: <laughs> Did I help with that?
2: Kind of looks at the message and goes, are you sure we should end with a period? Is that
3: <laughs> Nav has closed her eyes and is waiting. Shh.
1: <laughs> All right.
3: Their eyes. I, I misgendered my character.
0: You did that a little bit last session too. Uh but it, you kind of been flipping back and forth.
2: They her for for now. Gender's a construct who cares? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: no. Colin sits down and crosses his legs and starts aiding in the translation.
0: Roll. Okay. So, uh basically I got a 13. Well, we we're not we're uh actually not really going to be doing that. Okay. Well never mind then. Because about five minutes into this trance that you've begun, Earth and the recursive facility starts to sort of fade into your your vision. You can't really make out anything like detail-wise, but you recognize it. It's it's almost like a, a still image that is having its opacity brought up and Um, They're like almost after images of people, but not really easy to see, but you can see some people kind of around. But perhaps more importantly, the Nexus begins to coalesce and it coalesces about 20 feet away in this room and it pretty much descends on a desk and that desk Disappears and there's some scorch marks, and it's it begins to move towards you inexorably, a few feet per second.
3: Have they sent the
2: text message?
0: That if if you were to send a text message, this would be the time to do it.
2: Button pressing, the button pressing, the button.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, you press the button. Uh, did they have sent sent? Uh, did they have sent notifications in in? With those old phones?
3: Send notifications, yes. Read notifications, no.
0: Okay. The phone in your hand, it is spinning trying to send this message. Uh, It's also looking for any kind of phone connection, any kind of signal. And as it is attempting to send this text message, a shape launches out of this nexus. It is... About two cubic feet. Uh, and it lands next to Nav. And uh, lands with a thud. It appears to be an injured badger. Do you have any reaction to a, an injured badger? Perhaps, uh, actually, make, a, uh, make an intellect roll to essentially re, uh, maintain your composure if that is something that you wish to do. I mean, I do...
3: They want to stay in the trance.
0: Okay, so it'll be let, let's say level two.
3: Alright, I got a seven.
0: Okay. That is enough. So this injured badge badger landing next to you does not startle you enough to break the trance. But the Nexus is now about eight feet away from you.
3: I'm really just waiting for some feedback on whether or not that fucking text message is going out, y'all.
2: Did it give did it give us the scent notification?
0: Uh yes. It it
2: it's it! It's it! It's it!
0: It's it! It gets a, it gets a phone signal, and uh, it seems to have sent. You also suddenly have an incoming call. It is ringing.
2: Uh, I answer, hello? Uh,
0: the nexus is now approximately four feet away, or at least the edge of the nexus is approximately four feet away, and Nav and Colin Thulis, you can feel heat coming off of it. Your hair starts to stand on end. Before we have the phone call, what do you, what do y'all do?
3: Well, I can't do anything, or else the phone call immediately goes out. Can Colin do anything, or um, is that he needs to be helping consistently for it to stay working?
0: Uh, it is. It is a group project here.
3: Pete could do something.
4: <laughs> so, is there something I can? Do I mean
0: I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what y'all what y'all want fe- are feeling. You you can see the injured badger uh on the floor. It is heaving uh with scorch marks. It is it's parts of its flesh have been burned off. It is still alive, but it is not having a good time, and it just came out of the Nexus. And you never uh, saw Vat Tex, I uh <laughs>
2: I think we might have mentioned that one.
0: The Nexus creeps ever closer. Uh, It's about two feet away. On the phone, you hear a voice of... A kind of panicked voice. Hello? Hi. Did that work? Could you hear me? Theo, I got... um, And the Nexus is now pretty much right on top of y'all. Please take five points of environmental damage. Oh. As you get scorched, the two of you, Colin and Nav, on the floor. Um, are are y'all still trying to translate?
3: I <laughs> um, think Nav, having, having taken damage, Nav will roll away, like physically bring her arms um, up to her chest and roll across the ground away as fast as possible.
0: Okay, uh, that breaks the translation trance and the uh, nexus begins to flicker and shake and contort in ways that, you know, seem to have it being fading out, and then it poofs away, leaving not but a very strange-looking fish on the floor. Something that might be have been found in prehistoric times.
1: Um.
3: Nav will uh,
0: stand up. Can I make a roll to see if I know what the fish is? Sure. Make uh let's let's say a level three five that is a fish that that is a fish it is not enough to know what kind of fish it is it has something that looks like teeth it is flopping on the floor unable to breathe holy shit translations make new species these fish don't have teeth
3: many fish have teeth oh boy
0: Nav, are 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 you are are you okay? You you look scorched.
3: Uh, oh, I, I uh, am scorched.
0: Why didn't you break the trance sooner? It was right there. Did did the text go out? Also, the call is dropped. By the way,
2: I I figured. I'm just. I have I have my face pressed in and just kind of listening to the dial tone.
3: I wanted to ensure that we had gotten our message through. Have we got any chance
2: of getting out of here so
3: I don't die from my injuries?
0: How how are you looking? Are you, like, looking like you're fucking dead, or...?
3: I mean, I don't know what five points of damage really means
0: in this. Uh, it goes to your might pool.
3: Uh, well, I have four of those left, then, which isn't great. Oh.
0: Me too. <laughs> Let's
4: not have that happen again to any of us. I mean, the text got through. We just... How do they... Respond to us. I mean, I guess we can wait. Is there nothing else we can do?
2: Not a lot else to do, I think. I mean, what else can we do here? I suppose we could cook that fish. They have points. <laughs> you know, that certainly is an option.
4: Do you think it's edible? I mean, his teeth, does that mean it's venomous?
2: I'm not that hungry yet, so uh.
4: I think it's already a little bit cooked. <laughs>
2: You're right about that one, I think, yeah. I
4: mean, I I don't really have fire pounds that I know of. This would be a really cool time to, ah, whatever. You don't think we could, like, put the fish back in there for a bit?
1: Just (laughs) (laughs) get a really long pole, and we Hmm. attach the fish to the end of it, and we just hold it close to the nexus until it's cooked. (laughs)
4: Isabel, uh, there isn't, like, anything else around here that might help in some way? I mean, I'm not sure to what extent we are, where we even are, would be... I mean, space doesn't make sense, but, uh, you've been here for a while, even if time has been weird for you.
0: I... I... We, we could look in the archives for information, I suppose, or mo- most of the tools. Uh, there, there's, a, there, there's a fire pit in, in the prehistoric lab if you really w- want to cook something. yeah, we went there. It was spooky. I think it's pretty, but uh, I don't know. Oh, we, we could feed the fish to the
4: flesh cave. Oh, we don't know what was his name. Buddy! Never mind. It, it, this fish... We're keeping the fish for Buddy. He'll like it.
2: Oh boy, you you got really attached to the flesh cave.
4: No, no, no. Buddy's the plant.
2: Okay, yeah, you're you're really attached to the plant, and I get it, I get it. But also, I have we don't have any idea what we're doing here, or how how long we're gonna be here. And
0: wait, I think wait. you're
2: making the plant a little too much of a concern sometimes. What
0: plant? The flesh eating plant just down the hall in the labs which lab she looks starts to look a little bit concerned uh
1: it was it was right across from some kind of like a monitoring room
4: do we know if it's gonna still be there I mean I don't want to I don't know much about any of this but
1: it's like far into the hallway on the right hand side I guess it feels like she would know about buddy. I
4: mean you can't forget him. So that kind of implies that we went from somewhere to somewhere else. If we walk through that door do
0: will that even Give me a minute. Give me a moment to respond. My brain is slow right now. Oh, wait. There there's a there there's a plant in the general lab or did you mean the the alchemy lab I think it was the alchemy one that that shouldn't be there but um... okay what
4: about the flesh cave does it, should that be there that was like a whole room
0: uh, oh the the, the ca- cave I, I I should know more about that but that's the anatomy lab but then
3: it does have anatomy you're correct
0: as soon as she says that, light in the room begins to flicker and flow in these fractalized streams toward a single glowing point near the center of the office space Uh, that light begins to then shudder and pulse as a low resonation becomes audible it gets louder and louder and then there are these really unpleasant shrieking overtones as the light flickers and then goes out. With a heavy lurch, a freight elevator lowers into the room, its rusted iron frame smearing and twisting against itself, rebelling against the weight of reality. It covers the space that it lowers into, but nothing is displaced, nothing is crushed. It's almost like it's on an, a different rendering layer when you look at it. Its folding metal gates creak open. What's that?
2: Oh boy. Good. I think that. I think that might be our ride.
0: That 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 is the weld. But it ah, she's is is covering her ears against these shrieking tones that are coming from this elevator that is. It's it looks like it's melting in a way.
3: Nev pulls out a pair of uh, earplugs from their many pockets and hands them to them before just walking directly towards the elevator.
0: She puts the earplugs in. It it's not supposed to look like that. Something's wrong. I
4: we should probably
0: work that out once we're out of here. Pete is going
4: to make a start towards the door stop and just dash to the badger and just try and pick it up okay you you pick <laughs> up the badger all right we're taking we're taking the badger with me It's all right someone over there is that you coming because I feels like you probably don't want to be another couple decades it seems boring. We'll come back for the books I promise
0: she steps into the elevator with the rest of you if that if all of you are in here.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, take it out of here. We're leaving. Time to go.
0: And there is a glowing but flickering gl- button on the inside of the elevator. Ooh, I want to push it. Okay, you press the the elevator button and...
2: You all die.
0: You all die. <laughs> the, sh- the show is over. We are now moving on to a new campaign. That was a really
2: short season.
3: <laughs> and I was just starting to get attached to the badger.
0: <laughs> True the elevator begins to pull away from the room and reality with a squeal briefly passing through a tumble of light and sound before a chamber of concrete and stone smears into view the chamber beneath castle loma you rise into the room that was previously filled with resin uh, but is now a largely open room Past the scorched floor is an array of lights, speakers, mirrors, and less easily identified equipment surrounding this elevator. Uh, Estate personnel fiddle with dials, while six security personnel have weaponry trained on the elevator. Leading them is an individual in a long black leather coat with short white hair, who some of you know as Captain Grey. The elevator door shrieks open few of the guards run forward to help drag you out.
2: Hello, we can walk. Jason.
1: Is the badger okay? How's the badger holding up? Am I just holding a dead animal? (laughs) Two of us do need an infirmary, I will point that out.
3: (laughs) Also the badger and likely Isabel needs some attention as well given that we just translated her into a different recursion.
0: And
4: 30 years in the future?
0: (laughs) You all step off of the elevator and you can see a number of the senior staff in this room. Dr. Hassan, Nav, someone that you know very well, a woman in a floral hijab is fiddling with some kind of mechanical orb with a screwdriver, which she then hands to the captain. And as soon as you are all clear of this elevator, which has begun to expand and is shrieking and twisting far more, um, the captain rolls that orb over to the elevator and it emits a series of extremely bright flashes the shrieking stops and the elevator melts away like water and then in the floor is a gently glowing stone fissure at that moment isabelle collapses Uh, oh uh,
2: um, try i try to catch her
0: I think you can catch her. I'm not going to make you roll to catch Isabel.
2: Big, beefy uh, big beefy woman, I can catch her. I got this. This is the one thing I'm good at, physical shit.
1: Okay, three for the infirmary, please. What? Wait, oh, is boy. she?
4: And I'm going to check her pulse. Is, is it there?
0: Make an intellect task. It's going to be medical related if you have any training in that. I don't think you do. Checking a pulse should be fairly easy but that's
3: real baseline
0: yeah so but it's going to be a little bit harder due to weird circumstances so it's going to be a level two i hit a five.
4: <laughs> oh no she's dead
0: <laughs> you reach over to try and uh find her pulse but there's a lot going on and like you don't touch her neck in the right spot like you fiddle with it but like someone else begins to pull her away there are a few people in you recognize as medical personnel they are they have medical badges on saying showing that yeah they, they do the, the medical things uh, wait
4: dang, she, she's still alive right
0: and at the head of this is touching her, her neck uh, is Marcel Loxalem a man with extremely dark skin uh, and some vitiligo that goes kind of down one side of his face and neck um, in this kind of almost scale-like pattern. He immediately starts barking orders to some of the of his crew, and they immediately get her on a stretcher and are wheeling her out quickly. Um, he then turns to the group of you, Uh, as does Captain Grey, Admin Theo, Dr. Hassan, they're all, like, right here. And they all start talking all at once, and then Theo is like, alright, one at a time. How is everyone? Burned.
3: Burned, as well.
4: Um, alive, I think. I'm pretty sure I wasn't for a moment there, but, uh, I mean, I am now, and I can...
1: Float, people. Pete should probably see a counselor, given what
0: he's just experienced.
2: I'm actually perfect. I didn't. I somehow don't have a damn scratch.
0: Marcel steps up to uh, each of you and gives you like kind of a once over. I wish I had more brain power for this right now, for like conversation. He he begins listing off uh, some things and and. Gets starts wrapping your burns and with some treated stuff and asks, What was the cause of these burns? Uh,
1: Nexus light.
0: Oh, great. So we have to deal with radiation, too. Wait, radiation?
1: Wait, that, oh, shit. Everyone to the infirmary. <laughs> Fucking hell.
2: Ugh.
0: All of you are going to be coming to the infirmary now. Theo, debrief them later.
3: Oh, wait a moment. Nav pulls out several of the notebooks that she'd been taking notes in throughout this and starts pulling out the pages that are necessary and hands them to Theo. I will complete the proper paperwork later, but you should find that this is
0: relatively useful. Dr. Hassan practically snatches them. Nav! I'm, I'm so glad you're okay. Where have you... What have you been up to? No,pe tell tell me later. I can give you a full report later. Thank you,
3: thank you for your concern.
0: She she like went to like tug on your cheek and like shoulder, um, and then like was waved off by Marcel.
4: Is someone here? My boss feels like someone here is my boss. I'm not fired, am I? I? I I swear I didn't mean to. I was. I mean, I don't know what I did.
0: Theo speaks up and. Any consequences of actions? This is an accident. We'll figure it out later. First, get yourselves checked out by, do- by Marcel. Get to the infirmary. But, Pete, you do see kind of just off to the side, cleaning up, like, mopping up some of the scorch marks, uh, the, the, like, ash and stuff tossed around and pu- putting debris pieces of burned flesh pieces of stapler and paper and who knows what else that have been strewn about this room is the custodian your boss uh and he is very nondescript but he is also w- keeping a very close eye on you when you say they're mopping up pieces
4: of like viscera like was that where I you was standing
0: it seems to be varied not all of it seems to be human in fact it might be hard to tell if any of it is human or you it is scattered the scorch marks are kind of all over this room particular uh, particularly centered on the area where uh, you had been standing but to say that any of it is you hard to say Pete
4: actually stops at this one, just takes a long, hard look, kind of pinches himself out. Okay, okay, this one might be a therapy one. God, I haven't had that in years.
2: Dr. Hassan? I get more and more concerned every time you open your mouth.
0: Dr. Hassan, who was uh, reading the over the document you handed her while also kind of glancing up and checking, like, looking at she seems to be doing all sorts of different things all at once, trying to figure out if the Nexus has chilled out or not. But she immediately turns, yes, Nav?
3: Do you think you would mind talking to Pete later? You did a very good job introducing me to this whole situation. I think that you may be able to help him as well.
0: Oh, of course, Nav. Pizza a Paradox. Ooh, another one. If I even... It's great to meet you, Pete. I would shake your hand, but you might be irradiated.
2: <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm also here. Uh, I'm bill B- what's up? Uh, nice to meet you.
0: <gasps> Hello, Bell.
2: Yes, these
3: people were all quite instrumental in allowing us all to return, mostly safely.
2: This was certainly... Uh, I- I- honestly, it is astounding that we have this m- a few injuries... So I'm just counting this generally as a win.
1: All things considered, I think we did pretty good.
2: This went way better than I was expecting it. I was definitely expecting to probably have to lug a corpse out of there.
4: Am I even alive still? Is that... Am I a clone
0: of myself? Did I teleport?
2: Yeah, you're going to need a minute to process that. You
1: should show her the badger.
0: No, the badger totally got taken away by medical personnel. Like, immediately, that was one of the first things to go.
1: The badger is in quarantine. Wait, where'd it go?
0: It got carted off, like, alongside Isabel, basically.
3: Do we have a vet? Why would we have a vet? (laughs)
1: I mean, given the kind of work we're in, there might be a staff vet. Actually, you know
3: what? Some people probably show up here that are basically not humans. Having a vet would probably be helpful. I rescind my comment. We definitely have a vet.
4: Absolutely have a vet. We probably
1: have two.
3: No, come on. It's the Casaloma branch. We don't have extra people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're understaffed to hell and back.
1: This is a skeleton crew.
3: We are literally going to hire Pete, and he has- Only the experience of accidentally getting sucked into a vortex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the next uh, adventure is basically going to start up about two weeks after this, where Pete has had a bit of training, and that's about it. (laughs) Amazing.
3: And maybe some of Hassan's cookies. They're really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we can, uh, we'll get there. Uh, We'll figure it out. Glad to see you making new friends, Nav. Now go to the infirmary. Yes, ma'am. I want you to have teeth so that you can eat my cooking later. Hey there, it's Lexi, your host, editor, and administrator. I am already so happy with how season two is going. This prologue arc was spread out across about three months, but now we're getting into a groove. By the way, most of the music heard in any Diceweave episodes will be hosted on SoundCloud at Alex Conwell Creative, uh, along with a few other random things. There will also be a link in the description. Also, there's lots more music coming. Like, as of this recording, there are nine original themes written specifically for Diceweave, some of which I'm really proud of, with one or two more actively being written. Tell your friends about us and direct them to season two. I really think it's going to be a blast. I'm
4: not the evil clone, am I? Have I seen Evil to You? Like... I don't really know how you'd quantify that, but...
3: Pete, you seem extremely not particularly evil to me. Can we please all go to the infirmary? I do believe I'm getting a headache.
4: Yeah, okay, that's probably a good idea.
0: I imagine this is happening on the way as you're walking. Yeah, I I assume that Pete is being dragged or at least
4: physically moved because he's probably... I think that he was doing a very good job coping. I I think seeing his own corpse, like, or at least something that he is assuming is his own corpse.
0: (laughs) Is he doing anything with his notebook?
4: He probably, like, had it open and was... But at this point, if he's writing in it, none of it is coherent.
2: It's just slowly turned into, like, looping scribbles. Yeah,
4: I can see that. He, like, pulled it up to, like, Try and like at least log the room he was in, and then the moment he saw his corpse, like his hand is still moving. It's just not making words anymore.
2: Buddy, I think you need to. I, I, I think you might want to just take it easy for a minute. You know. I,
4: am I? What's?
2: You are alive. You are fine. You're all right, man. You got to take it easy here. You're kind of. You're kind of losing it.
1: I. I don't. This is exactly why I recommended counseling.
0: I think I'd like to go to the doctor now. Whichever hand you used to write with, you find that you're writing with the other one. It, it's just a realization that hits you as you are looking down at your scribbles and are on your way to the infirmary. What the heck? I swap my uh, writing hand back over. Can What is your dominant hand? Or Pete's?
4: I'm going to say he was left handed and now he's right handed again. And he's going to try writing with his left hand to see if it's like, to see if he's ambidextrous or it's just chicken
0: scratch. It is really hard to write with the hand that he used to write with. It's like he hasn't written with it before, whereas his right hand, which used to be his non dominant hand, feels like the natural one that he's been writing with for years no longer a lefty i knew i'm i knew i was the evil clone (laughs) what this is the worst best day of
4: my life
2: i have so many concerns about you man
0: this has been happening in the infirmary people have been bandaging you up checking you over they took some geiger counters to you and there were a few clicks but they actually didn't they seemed not too worried about it, except for on your uh, burns, Nav and Colin.
3: All right. I took first aid classes yesterday, so I know for radiation <laughs> burns, you're supposed to cool them off and maybe apply an ointment.
0: They begin treating your burns by cooling them down, applying some ointment, carefully bandaging them. Uh, they, I think they give you some pills to help... Make sure that your DNA doesn't unspool.
1: Ah, right away. Oh, I just got this DNA.
0: But yeah, this you guys get checked out. You're doing okay. After a little while, Marcel comes out, shoes everyone away, che- and is checking over you all, mumbling to himself. He, he mumbles to himself as he's um, checking over the bandages and c- kind of seems critical of them, but... After minor adjustments, seems to be pleased with the work of his uh, assistants, and then uh, goes to your foot, Pete, and immediately looks up at you. And what did this?
4: I completely forgotten about that. Um, yeah, a tentacle thingy like erased my foot. I don't know how I've been walking on it. I think it it just grayed out. It didn't erase it. It was like. An inkling? Was that? That was the word? Ink something?
3: Correct, Pete. You're doing a fantastic job learning the basics.
4: Is that bad? I mean, it seems to work still, but uh, is
0: it going to stop? There's not much I can do about it here, but you will be okay in a few days. Just make sure that you are drinking plenty of fluids, plenty of fruit. Get some joy in your life, or it might stay a bit gray. Pulls out a Capri Sun, like, juice box and hands it to you. Drink that. He he will sip.
4: Frank, Franku, just with the straw in his mouth.
3: As far as Joy is concerned, Dr. Hassan did recommend or did offer me some of her cooking earlier, and that tends to do it for me, so I can at least offer that.
0: That does sound nice. Uh, He nods. All right. I think everyone is here everyone is okay you will you will live did anything else happen anything strange happen that i should know about
1: well there i mean
3: we're going to be brief- briefing this entire incident soon i'm sure you can go over the case notes
2: yeah if we were to try and go through every single weird strange thing that happened i'd literally just be recounting the whole thing to you oh marcel yes is director
3: Isabella Fall still with us?
0: He gets a concerned look on his face. Isabel, I presume that is the name of the woman you brought with you, is not dead, are asking that. But the nearest approximation of what you would understand is she is in a coma. I don't know how to bring her out, but I have stabilized her bodily functions oh dear uh,
4: it might be a good time to mention she was from a while in the past we think used to be a
1: director here uh,
2: she'd been stuck here for quite a while
1: you're asking about weird stuff um yeah this is weird we found the director of the recursive facility from the 60s she was still there
4: Didn't even look like she'd aged much.
0: He looks back towards the room. She looks good for a human who has aged over 60 years. That is good information, and I will keep that in mind. I worry that her mind may be elsewhere. Did seem
4: like it was going even then. You don't think that maybe, like, we brought her to the future? I mean, I don't know how any of this works. I'm mostly spitballing off of sci-fi tropes I like, but maybe she aged all at once? Does does she look different? Or
0: is she just in a coma? She appears to be a a healthy human woman in her late 50s.
3: i mean, aside for the lung cancer because she's definitely been smoking.
0: I was a bit busy to check for that, but I will keep it in mind. Oh, late late 40s is what I wrote. Huh.
1: Well, she passed out the second that the nexus was, uh, dissolved, so maybe her mind is in another place?
3: We did just take her out of her recursion. There are consequences to this.
2: It could just be the physical toll on her, just kind of, you know, catching up with her. There were
3: consequences when I left my original recursion. Although, thankfully, I didn't go into a coma, at least not that I recall. Did I?
0: It is uncommon I was not part of your case, but I have read up on your medical records, but I don't necessarily trust all of your, all of the observations made here. She, to my knowledge, you you never fell into a coma, but your, the shock certainly had a played a number on your ability to interact with the world, as well as your previous circumstances. But this is unusual, even for being removed from a recursion. Typically, if she was operating under a different law, that law would carry with her at least for a few days. And typically, the effects of having properties that do not fit within Earth's rules tend to lead to excruciating deterioration. Instantaneous points towards something else. I don't know what yet. I will be keeping an eye on it.
1: We also found a fish with teeth, uh in the other in the recursive facility. I don't know if that's relevant. It's just weird.
3: I don't know why so many of you are caught up with the fact that the fish had teeth. Many fish have teeth. It is not an uncommon trait for fish
1: to have teeth. Okay, but they were like human teeth. Uh,
3: they were fish teeth
0: i did not say human They did not
3: say that Everybody.
0: they were fish teeth never mind
3: fish. fish have teeth sharks are fish
0: it was just they like a it was garged. just like a prehistoric fish lots of fish have teeth <laughs>
4: Like, for what? What well, what a fish chew on? Plankton are tiny.
3: Other fish! <laughs> Other fish is the answer. This isn't intended. Okay. Nav doesn't get this. He- I mean, she is thinking things
1: loudly. <laughs> that was just me misunderstanding.
3: They are. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. They are very aware that
1: fish have teeth.
3: <laughs> just to be clear. Anyways.
0: I cannot talk. I cannot speak towards the fish although I have also uh, stabilized the badger you brought in. Was that found in the recursion you... Uh, presume, was that native to the recursion you were brought to?
1: No, that got tossed out of the Nexus while well, mm. we were stabilizing it so that we could send the message. I assume that Theo got the text.
0: Yes, that is how the Nexus was stabilized enough to bring you through and to nullify it. From what I'm told, Captain Gray, Dr. Hassan, we're having quite a bit of issue nullifying the rift from this side. But that is not my purview. You are free to go. Check back in a couple days.
3: Thank you for your aid, sir.
0: Uh, He he nods at you and, you know. Wait, me too? So, I just...
4: Me being able to float things is just I mean, I guess that'll be useful in retail. I just kinda thought that well, I kinda thought that you guys would have to kill me to prevent secrets from reaching the outside world, but I mean I'm not complaining, please don't.
2: Jesus, you thought No, come on.
1: <laughs> we have contingencies for that, it's fine.
0: <laughs> is my are you still was that asked aimed at Marcel? I think it was originally
4: aimed at Marcel as a, wait, so I just leave and then kind of trailed off as he does. Maybe it's
0: like as you guys were leaving the room.
4: Well, this is probably as before he even leaves,
0: he's kind of... Y'all are leaving his infirmary. (laughs) I see. Okay.
3: He's kicking us out. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. I, I thought that we were just dismissed. I forget. He's just the doctor.
3: I mean, currently, I believe Nav is just sleeping in one of the, like, still unused closets in the facility. They haven't
0: found an, like, apartment in town. You've been using one of the closets as an office. Whether or not you're sleeping in there is definitely up to you. But there has been a room set aside for you that is, like, sleeping quarters.
3: Well, then I'm sleep. I'm sleeping where the sleeping quarters are. Unless I fall asleep while working.
0: (laughs) Now that I properly
4: understand the sentence, I think I will reframe, refactor what Pete says to, uh, excuse me, um, Marcel, was it, uh, sir? That is my name. Where do I, where do I go? I I mean, I assume
0: you, when you say leave, I don't- Follow these other agents. Okay. (laughs) Unless, unless there's something that you need to tell me about.
4: Don't think so, I- I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I saw a lot of things, but sounds like that you, you got the most, most of the important ones and well, other than the foot thing. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to follow them.
3: Marcel, can you please put him on the list for the mental health advisory? I know that's not your physician, but clearly we're all going to need an additional debrief for this situation, but particularly him.
2: He's gonna need some uh, explaining for this.
1: He started today as a janitor. Can you believe it?
0: A quickened janitor. He is now. He 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 is now coming back with a lot with like much more. Uh...
2: Oh, that was not that was not established already. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was not quickened. He. Yeah. I,
0: he, this he got...
4: this is new to me. I. Uh...
2: This was his quickening.
0: Clearly, a number of things were lost in translation when they you were uh, brought in.
2: Translation, ha, ha. Uh,
0: he, he looks at you with the <laughs> most, like, deadpan glare, like, just the, the long suffering. It's
2: been a long day, all right, man? I'm just trying to lighten the mood a little, all right?
0: Yeah, I
4: somehow forgot this was just one day. It's just... I, I mean, I did mention... That he, he he grumbles. You what? You became a pile of Right. You weren't in the room. Sorry. Yeah, I did become goo and then
0: not become goo. Damn earthlings. Not really. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> he um yeah, starts taking notes. As for the moment you appear to be safe and stable as far as you can be. We will do a full examination at a later time but as far as i can tell you are healthy to leave and be debriefed at the moment but i will be seeing you again and you will have the counseling all of you as per standard protocol you are entitled to canceling at any given time
4: that we just almost forgot to tell the doctor about.
0: <laughs> this was on the way out. I was waiting. Like, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. got fucking vaporized and you're just like, eh, it's, I don't think I have anything to tell. It's like, um. To be fair, he's he's kind of in a fugue state right now. <laughs> he's not, he, he does he
4: isn't even wholly convinced he's alive still.
0: <laughs> his, his dominant hand has changed. We're not going to tell the doctor about that. None of us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm going to walk out. Oh, yeah, and and I'm apparently right-handed now, and it's terrible, bye. But I'm already leaving.
0: I'm
1: getting
3: the overwhelming sense that Pete is the kind of guy who, like doesn't go to the doctor and like has a wound that is increasingly like gangrenous and then goes to his room and is like, hey, this has been kind of bugging me. Do you think I should see somebody about it? And it's like his hand is almost going to fall off. Like he just doesn't <laughs> want to bother anybody.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds accurate.
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend that this happened once.
1: Bad. That's gangrene. <laughs>
0: He didn't
3: tell his parents he'd lost his first tooth for, like, three weeks because he was, like, worried that it would be annoying.
4: <laughs> I'm just, yeah, as, as we're walking, he would just, like, turn to nap and was like, well, he seemed so busy, I didn't think it was that important.
3: I understand that it can seem that way, but trust me, they do not take terribly kindly to not filling the reports out as fully as possible, so it's better to get into the habit.
4: I guess. Wait, habit? is Is this my job? I'd rather not get turned into goo again if we could avoid that, but it seemed like you guys didn't.
3: Anytime you would be turned into goo, you would be sentient and in control of the goo from this point onward.
0: Well, that's comforting. I hope. Uh, You are walking through some hallways, and you, Pete, you happen to just catch the custodian. Just in one of these closets seems to be uh, grabbing some supplies, and pushes on back, but he has clearly been watching you still. Um, but, you know, moving on.
4: I'll give him a nervous little wave. Uh,
0: he he just looks at you with his, like, dead eyes, um, gives you a very slow nod, and uh, looks away, and continues on to wherever he's going. Well, that was ominous.
1: Is anybody else creeped out by the custodian.
3: Maybe he just doesn't like people interrupting his work.
1: I think he's a nice guy. We're just walking down the hallway.
2: This has all been a lot. Today is the longest fucking day of my life.
3: It feels like approximately two months.
2: And
1: guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I still have a vial of LSD.
2: Oh, dear God.
3: Colin, may I suggest that we save this for A time when somebody hasn't recently actually turned into goo so that we don't trigger unnecessary flashbacks.
0: Did you pull out the LSD to show it off or anything?
2: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) There's something a little different about it now. Uh. It was in the pocket where the Nexus burned you, and you immediately can tell that it is no longer just regular LSD. It's a cipher oh wait a second what that cipher does specifically will require an identification roll of uh let's say level let's say level three it has definitely changed that
4: looks different is, is it safe to take i feel like that will either be awesome or kill us
0: i rolled a 10 okay that's enough uh i'm going to put it in the dice weave chat uh this is a cipher that i made
1: Yo!
3: (laughs) haptic hallucination.
0: Essentially, you can hallucinate, and any hallucinations are real for you, or whoever has taken it, and only for you, but they are entirely real. So that might mean walking on steps that aren't there, or walking through a wall that you've just hallucinated isn't there. Part of that is very much up to me, but hallucinations can be guided a little bit, depending on environment and state of mind so could be a useful thing could be a poison who knows what this is it seems fucking dangerous but also hella fun
2: this is terrifying dear god god
3: damn it we're all gonna have to get into fucking meditation or something in order to use this well
1: all right sorry everybody but the LST party's off because this is a cipher oh what's that
2: Yo, if you want to keep that, you might want to keep your uh, keep your voice down.
1: Oh, right. I'll put it back in my pocket.
2: <laughs> yeah, just go waving that thing around saying, oh, yeah, look what I got here. Come on. So to be clear, this is not something you want me to report? Uh, generally, you don't probably want to talk about having one of those just like stowed in your pocket that you're just not telling your boss about, especially considering it was LSD that you stole from uh, illicit section of whatever the hell we were just in to be clear i did
3: talk about the lsd in the notes i handed to admin theo but not the fact that it is now a cipher as i did not have that information at the time
2: yeah yeah that's that's fair
1: Uh, we'll just play things by ear
2: dear fucking god
0: all right uh you get to uh let's say you're going to theo's office um do we want to do a full debrief or what's up what's the plan
3: Uh, Nav immediately says the LSD mentioned in my notes was lost before we got to the Nexus (laughs) just in case you were tracking the objects in my detailed notes incredible
0: please make a deception roll
3: (laughs) incredible I'm sorry Nav can't help themselves
0: (laughs) okay I need to find I
3: got a 19 so Somehow oh.
0: that worked. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Holy
3: I, fucking shit. Nav doesn't lie very much.
0: I was going to take... Uh, tell, give, I have to find his fucking level.
3: 19's got to be enough.
0: Well, the thing is, the difficulties... I don't remember what his fucking level is. God fucking damn it. It's written... Give me a sec. That is literally just enough with a minor effect, actually. So normally I would have told you the level for this but anyway yeah so that what's your minor effect?
3: Are those pretty like listed or is that just like a any any kind of negative thing?
0: It's a positive thing and oh. um, 19s and 20s are minor or major effects they are basically crits
3: So I suppose the minor effect in addition to them believing my bullshit about losing the LSD that they are I don't know maybe a little bit more malleable to some of the uh
0: how about this i'll give you an asset to another lie later because you are so forthright another lie in this meeting specifically and specifically from you great thank you nav for your uh addendum to your file anyway everyone has been checked over by Marcel. what exactly happened if we can get into that now so, the three
1: of us here were uh, going through the files, just like we were told to in the room, and then... Well,
4: I was clearing resin. I don't think I should have been going through files. I was a janitor. So,
1: no, that's the, that's the three of us. Oh, right. You, you the, the Pete here, the, was a janitor. He was assigned to clear up the resin in that area, and... Uh, as he was doing so, there was some kind of a uh, Nexus flare up, and we got pulled into a recursive version of this facility, um, stuck in the, s- the 60s. And then um, we went through a lot of sh- creepy shit, and uh, eventually we found the uh, old director, and she helped us stabilize the nexus enough to send you that text message
0: all right i mean i i can tell there's quite a bit that you're leaving out because that is the short version
3: i do have extensive notes
0: yes i i do have a number of these i was hoping to get individual reports from all of you but not at this very moment but thank you for catching me up verbally I have I have not had a chance to go over all of your notes yet. You t- keep very detailed notes, Nav. Thank you, sir. I am very pleased that you are okay. We were very worried for a time there that you had been lost irrevocably in the explosion. Pete, uh, I'm sorry that this has happened to you, although it seems that you have come out of it with a bit more than you went in. He he uh, opens a file off to the side. I see that you are a writer.
4: Uh, well, by hobby, I guess. That one, I've had a lot of careers. That's the only one that hasn't really took off yet.
0: Uh Hopefully. Seems that you had some minor popularity with a Bigfoot write-up.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Wow, yeah, I I mean... Uh, You know Bigfoot's not real, right? And then he winks at you. Ah, well, of course. I mean,
4: Bigfoot, singular, is a misnomer. Wait, 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 besides the point. I did mean to ask, uh, so what happens now? I, I mean, I can give you a debrief. I... I don't know anything that just happened. I'm not even entirely convinced I'm alive still, but, uh... Tell
0: me about that particular aspect of your experience.
4: Well, I, uh, was... I was hired to clear out crystals and corpses, I suppose, and there was some glowing lights, and I guess I, uh, I mean, I've seen rocks before, usually it just means that you get yourself checked for radiation, so I didn't back up as quickly as I should have, and then I was nothing, or felt like just nothing, a goo sort of substance, and then I was in space, and a ink thing made my leg depressed, and then there was a flesh cave, and a really nice plant we should go back and so go back for and there was a badger and then there was that girl from the 60s and and then I I saw my corpse and I your corpse
2: Uh, I think you need to slow down here buddy you're getting a little it's been a long
4: day I uh
0: do you believe that you died today I mean
4: I saw where I was standing and All there was was scorch marks and a lot of human parts, and I know for a fact that I wasn't really a person for some amount of time. I don't know what else that could have been. I don't think I was the only- I was the only one in that room.
0: Well, the body parts, I can confirm, are not yours. At least none that we have found there were a number of objects and potentially fragments of people coming from unknown locations through the what Nav has written in here as the Nexus. That rift caused quite a bit of damage. It injured a few people, but at the end of the day, your loss, the loss of... He kind of gestures to the group of you, was the most concerning. It was also unable to be nullified until the frequencies that you sent via text, uh, good thinking on that, Colin, um, or the group of you, I suppose. We were not able to nullify it or stabilize it in any way until those frequencies were received, although I suspect it is not working as intended.
3: Do you believe we will be able to re-enter that recursion, or do you think it is one that is collapsing on itself at this point?
0: The recursion, I suspect, is entirely stable, unless you noticed any instabilities in your time there.
3: The warehouse did seem to be breaking some rules of physics, but that's not entirely within the realm of impossibility, given that it's directly tied to the strange and its very operating procedures.
0: Precisely. It is early to tell whether or not the Nexus will be able to be used once again. I suspect that its unstable nature makes it less easily suppressed. There was an entire facility built around it. A rift through the Strange with an unstable endpoint? That is quite a powerful thing, and given Dr. Hassan's difficulty nullifying it under normal circumstances, she will be heading research into understanding it and whether or not we can reenter this recursive facility, as you say. Whether you can translate to it another again is another matter. Under normal circumstances, you are likely to be able to return there, but we do not know if it is protected, which is entirely possible if it was part of normal operating procedures by the previous occupants of this facility
3: Were you aware when you opened the Casaloma branch here that there was another institution doing research into the strange ahead of time
0: Yes of course I did that is what this facility was for some financial records were dug up when Casaloma changed hands in the early 2000s
3: and was this nexus a known quality at this point?
0: That, I'm afraid, was not known. The specifics were unknown. The fact that this place was existed here was. It is It is almost common knowledge, in fact, that Casa Loma housed sonar research in World War II. This particular underground facility was not a known quantity to the public. But... The estate managed to find noticeable inconsistencies with the Kiwanis financial records, and we decided to look into it. And now I had it.
3: Now I was taking some notes in their Casa Loma notebook.
0: If I had known that you were to be working near a dangerous and unstable inapposite anomaly, many other precautions and measures and decisions would have been made. I... I am sorry for the hardship you have gone through. It was... not intentional.
4: Pete, this entire time, has kind of been looking at his feet, just lost deep in thought, and eventually kind of... doesn't even look wholly up, but a little bit, and just goes, so... I'm not
0: dead. It, It worked out. Did Marcel tell you that you were dead? Yeah. So, it's fine. It works out. Always.
4: <sighs> okay. Okay! Well, if that's all good, then at this point he is just fully up and looking uh, Theo firmly in the eyes. Uh, maybe a bit of a weird-ass, but are you guys hiring? Uh, I don't, don't have much qualifications. I, I can float stuff, and... I know a lot of weird, odd jobs, and I occasionally learn random facts. I probably know more about that than I do, really. I should maybe see accounts, but,
3: uh... Steph cuts in. He is a paradox since his incident with the resin instituted his quickening. I believe he will be an
4: asset. Look, I mean, I, uh, don't know anything now, but I think my, well... You're my boss, but my other boss, old boss, can, can vouch. I, I'm a good worker and honestly, I'm not really attached to any of my past jobs other than the writing one, which I mean, oh my God, this is, this this stuff is enough material for
1: years and who in the world would ever believe me? I, you, you, please, he's being modest. He
0: saved my life on his first day as a paradox. Theo has been kind of watching this, we might as well call it a performance. <laughs> He's been watching this performance very purposefully not reacting, but he does his eyebrow does kinda tweak up a little bit at the the fact that he s- saved your life.
4: Oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. Yeah, no, I can do that. I uh maybe not every day, that sounds like a lot of pressure, but uh I mean maybe I can learn to float stuff better. I I don't know how this works, but come on, like eh- All of the other stuff I've been through has never been like this. It's just boring and kind of sad, dangerous. And this is already, this is dangerous, too, of course. I mean, I didn't even think I was alive back there, but this is everything I could have
1: wanted.
2: Not usually, I think, people's general first reaction to this, but I mean, hey, uh, good on you for being able to just kind of take this in stride
0: everything pete you say well i mean i've
4: never really known that and frankly i've been in a slump for so many years this is i mean it's it's like enough stuff happens to you and you just forget that things are happening at all this this is different i uh i mean well i worry that i may be pushing my luck a little bit but god this is the most interesting thing to write about that's happened since i can remember and honestly if i survived that then feels like i got good odds not to jinx it i didn't jinx it did i so yeah
0: he has been very slowly cracking a smile under his cowboy hat well Pete, there are a number of confidentiality issues that you have raised, and there might be some words to be had with your current boss, but enthusiasm is something that I very much appreciate. Everything you say, the most interesting thing to have ever happened to you, and a paradox to boot, He reaches out a hand. Welcome to the estate.
4: All right. It's good to be here. What the hell
0: happened next?
2: Smacks a hand on Pete's shoulder. (laughs) Hey, congrats!
3: Oh, Admiral Theo, may I make one more request?
0: Nav? Yes. What is your request?
3: I know we've been formulating uh, squads for future work here, and I think our experiences here today have meant that uh, this group of individuals would be well-suited to working together in the future. If you would take that under consideration.
0: Hmm. Well, it is typical procedure to have squads of three, a paradox, a spinner, and a vector working together, but allowances can be made.
3: I would will willingly take Pete under my wing as an apprentice a paradox as sorts.
0: Seems like a good way to transition him in, and we need as much help as we can get and as quickly as possible. So, I am in agreement. You'll be working together once Pete's initial training has been completed.
2: Awesome! Woo!
1: Nav cracks a small Welcome smile. Welcome I guess,
2: Pete. Hey, look at us.
1: This calls oh. for drinks.
2: I am not as much of a drinker, but I am happy to drive everyone home at the end of the night or walk everyone home. I don't actually have a car. I, I walk. <laughs>
3: yeah, sounds good. You can likely <laughs> carry at least one of us should we get too intoxicated.
2: I'm pretty sure that I could actually carry at least two of you, probably all of you, if I really put my mind to it, you know?
1: Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, I could float one of us.
2: See, that's fair, that's fair, but you're gonna need to get some practice with that. The floating, I feel like that's a bit of an art. That's gonna take some practice.
0: I would request that you do not practice your paradox abilities outside of the estate campus. Right, yeah, of course, this is all secret.
3: And may I recommend not attempting complex maneuvers while intoxicated? At least not initially.
1: You gotta work your way up to that, trust me.
4: Yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't be the stupidest thing I've ever known while drunk, but, uh, well, oh, that's a good story for it. That, that'll that be a good drinking story. Besides, we might be able to top it. Maybe not during work. Definitely not on the recursion, but, you know what, we'll see.
0: For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrum, who can be found on Twitter at BurtNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrum, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex, or on Facebook at AlexConwellCreative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at healy illustrator The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the cipher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.